Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, one of the things that happened while I was gone was, you know, Twitter rebranded to X, which is just the whole thing is still weird. I don't know. Are we still calling it Twitter? Yeah, we're calling it Twitter. Okay. All right. (laughs) So anyway, social media company X, formerly Twitter, now, as of today, lets paid users hide their verification check marks. The Elon Musk-owned company introduced paid verification last year, of course, with the Twitter Blue Blue relaunch, and the service was renamed to XBlue during the ongoing rebranding exercise. So today, they decided that... For any of those people who want to be a subscriber to XBlue, you can choose to hide your checkmark on your account. The checkmark would be hidden on your profile and posts, and it may still appear in some places, and some features could still reveal that you have an active subscription. Uh, Some features may not be available while your checkmark is hidden, and they plan to evolve this feature to make it better. So basically, Twitter is acknowledging that people who, many people who have the verification are embarrassed by it. That's the conclusion. Right. There to. is. I mean, there is this thing that if you're paying for it, like people will mock you. I've seen it. Like I've seen yeah. it on social media where like a guy's making a point and then there's like a comment under him, like you pay for Twitter right. mocking him or her. So, I mean, it was a big deal about like, oh, who has the check mark? Who doesn't have the check mark? Now the people are like, oh, man, I got the check mark and I don't want anybody to know about it. Right. I have no idea what you just said. Because <laughs> this is so confusing with. The Do you have a check mark? The, no. Then don't worry about it. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. Ah, you know, I'm going to hide all my verifications from everybody or whatever. It's uh, funny, though, because to me, like, Elon made this into such a big deal about the whole check mark verification and paying yeah. for it. And now he's, like, totally conceding to the fact that people are embarrassed by it. I, I, you know, honestly, I haven't really used Twitter as much. It's just, I go I in the circle. Either. I go in the circle, and that's it, yep. really. Yep. And then every now and then, like, I'll retweet something, but yeah. That's crazy. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Before we get to the Dodgers and hear from Andrew Friedman here in a moment, don't forget Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, will join us in the next segment. Uh, Beto's hanging out today in for Cappy. Carlos Garcia tweets in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Again, you can go to Twitter, go to the, com- or X, whatever the hell, Twitter. Go to the community section, type in Sedano and Cap, and you can apply for uh, membership there. So Carlos says, it's not like it's all that easy to get to Pullman, Corvallis, and Tucson. The travel won't be an impediment to a super conference. And I said, it's not. But as someone who travels for a living, it's far harder to do that on the other side of the country. After a four to five hour flight, those flights you mentioned are two hours or less before the connection. Yes, exactly. And as somebody who's gone to Pullman with you, right? holy smokes, never want to do that again. Well, if we do that, (laughs) we have to go to Idaho first. But but even then, though, even just the ordeal of trying to figure that out. Right. Yeah, um, two, two but, still sucks. but right, but most of those flights is a quick you're you're doing two hours max more yeah. more times than not, yeah. and then you're doing a quick hop for another hour. Mm-hmm. This is you're flying four or five hours across the country, then you're doing the hop still. So it's 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 time consuming. I'm gonna I have you I'll tell you this. Next week when I'm back, because I'm gonna be out for the first couple days of the week. Okay. And then I'm back for I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Of next week? Yeah. Right? Uh, is that what you have? Yes, you have me on the yes, schedule for? That's what I've got. Yes. You have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for me, right? Yes. Okay. Uh yeah. Next Thursday, I'll. I'm not working, but I'll come in. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'll come in, and I just won't. I'll beat you guys downstairs. I, I will won't have, come up here. I'll have more information on how this works. Yeah. Let's just say that. Let's just say I'm going to do some reporting while I'm on oh. vacation. Oh. Oh. So okay. I'll have more information on how this is going to work for USC and UCLA. That's all I really care about. Right. Actually, more USC. Right, Laura. Hmm. Mm. Fired on. Wow, she didn't even open the mic. She mm-hmm. went over to the mic. I mean, she acted like she was going to open the mic, and then she just gave you like a well, you're a USC a snap. Fan? Oh no, she's a UCLA fan. Oh, 
Yeah. Interesting. So, but I'll have more <laughs> info on how this will all work for USC and UCLA Good. by next week. Good. We Let's say I'm going to go deep, deep undercover. Oh, you're going to put your reporter hat on? I am. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sedano at night. Yeah. Working. In la noche. Oh. May not be in la noche. I'm actually going to be working during the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be like a lunch. <laughs> oh, we're getting lunch out of this. No, I mean, we oh. is too many people. Oh, yeah. you and the mouse in your pocket. Okay, we, all right, all right. He's leaving breadcrumbs. We is too many nuggets. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what time is Cappy going to tell you what's going on with USC? Cappy not tell me anything's <laughs> going on with USC. Cappy's not connected to USC anymore at all. Cappy doesn't have the plug anymore. He has it's no George juice has anymore. Cappy's oh, so. plug is gone. His boy got a little uh, little too wild over there, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. Mm. Uh, all right, Andrew Friedman, all right? Spoke about what the hell happened at the trade deadline. Uh, let's start with Eduardo Rodriguez and that deal falling apart. What did uh, Mr. Friedman say? We didn't expect it at all. We wouldn't know one way or the other. You know, we thought with having a lot of his ex-teammates and guys that he's played with that uh, and our place in the standing that we thought we would be very desirable, but obviously for family reason, uh, you know, we never got a chance to talk to Eduardo. Um, but we talked to his agent numerous times, and you know, we respect that he had this right and he exercised it. Obviously, we would have loved for him to join uh, what we have going here, but you know, it's hard for us to argue with family reasons. Yeah, it is. It's hard to argue. You know what? The more and more you hear about this Eduardo Rodriguez talk, like the Dodgers aren't a team that just does things like, oh, yeah, we're going to try it. Let's see what happens. They do their due diligence on everything. Mm -hmm. So they knew that he had that no trade clause, Mm -hmm. which a lot of players do. Mm -hmm. And how Friedman said they went to the very end, and then at the end he decided not to come. There's more to it. It had nothing to do with the Dodgers not doing the research, not figuring things out. And then uh, Bill Plunkett had the sweep from David Peralta, earlier today, who was his teammate on Team Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Peralta said that he texted Eduardo mm-hmm. a couple times and got no response. So when the Latinos aren't texting each other back, Uh-oh. when you're not sending the stickers on the WhatsApp, yeah. like, there's something, something going up. on. There. Something going on. There. Like, when you're, like, you and you see when, when, on the Watts, right? You yeah. know that they got the notification. Yeah, yeah. You saw that you read it. Yeah, yeah, he's got but, the, the check. The two check marks. Yeah. And he doesn't send the sticker back to say cierto algo así. No. Mm. There's more to that. that. There is more to that story. Yeah, the, the family issues, I think, would be. That's a, a more fact. for uh, the real housewives oh, and husbands yeah. of, uh, of Major Venezuela. League Baseball. Uh, las mujeres de Caracas. Yes. You know, stuff like that. Right. But mm, you can hear some frustration from Freeman. Oh, too. yeah, I would say so. Sure. He probably thought, hey, here's a guy who's going to eat up some innings for us. We have him and Lance Lynn. We'll get through the season. Maybe we'll utilize. We'll be able to utilize them in the postseason in certain capacities. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any question he's disappointed. But he also didn't sound like devastated. No, it just like, like disappointed is a good way to describe a, a, a four starter. All right. So Friedman then was asked about the goal. What was the goal then, considering everything that's transpired at the deadline? To always be aggressive to augment and supplement our roster. Some years we've done it way more aggressively. I think the effort level is always the same. Sometimes. You line up and sometimes you don't. It's obviously a hard uh, dynamic ever working out a trade that we've been successful at it. We were able to line up on you know, two right in and bats and, and Lance and, and Yarborough, which we feel like really add into the group that we have. And that coupled with the, the, the arms that we feel like uh, are getting healthy right now, we feel like we have a very talented, not just 26-man roster, Puts a real depth behind it to help us navigate August and September, hopefully a long October. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got they got a couple guys, right? Mm-hmm. Can help them a little bit. Um, you know, they didn't make this crazy splash, but they got solid players. But did anybody really make that big splash? I mean, I mean Verlander, Verlander that's it. That's it, right? That yeah. was only goes out there. And you didn't really expect him to go to the Dodgers. Right. You're not going uh, I didn't think so. No. No, he goes back to Houston. He's been there. And then Friedman mentioned, not only that, there were a lot of buyers, right? Because of the way that baseball is set up with all the extra wild cards now, that there's a lot of competition. Anytime uh, you're going through this and we've targeted high guys, a lot of deadlines sometimes spark down, sometimes it has it, but it doesn't, but of course, you want to do that. Uh, we're all really competitive, and so you want that to happen. Uh, but, you know, we knew that this year, 
there was a smaller number than there typically is for various reasons. But there were you guys at Fairly Law that we aggressively pursued, and you know that's how it goes. And um, you know, from our standpoint, we feel really good about the team that we have and the depth we have behind it. With that said, you always want to feel even better. So, look right now in the NL, the Cubs. I think they won like eight in a row. They're three and a half back. They're three and a half back. That's a team who should have been sellers, right? And they weren't. They can't be because they're close enough, right? Arizona, half a game back. Miami, half a game back. Uh, you know, San Diego, four games back. And the Padres are still in the hunt-ish yeah. Yeah. kind of things. And that's just in the NL. Right. And, and and you can make up four games quick in two months. That's why the Dodgers this weekend in San Diego is going to be big. Right. If they can go. They can bury them, potentially. Bury them and let them, like, suffer. Yeah. Cappy's little gutty little Padres. Yeah. And then in the AL... Yo, Boston, Seattle, the Yankees for the Yankees being so terrible this year. Yeah. They're three and a half back of a wild card spot. Right. So you're right. right. There, there weren't there many sellers out there. Right. That's the big part of this. So um, speaking of selling and buying, there's going to be a pay-per-view on uh, DAZN. Are you on this Jake Paul thing, Nate Diaz thing? It's this no? Saturday in, yeah. uh, in Dallas. I'm not there. Uh, our boy Ariel Hawani has been working on that a lot. Oh, good. He's on that broadcast. Good. We should have Ariel on. Yeah, yeah. He's, been, he's been to do a lot oh, of sit-downs. We're at the Rams the promo tomorrow, so we can't do that. It's just hard to do a phone. Oh, no, you can't do a phone on there. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can have him on after week when you come back. Yeah, text him. Yeah, see if he'll do, like, next um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Wednesday or Thursday. Of, see what's easier for him. He's doing the sit-downs. He's doing, like, the way. He's doing a bunch of stuff for him. I know, I, and I want to talk to him because he's doing a lot more boxing, too. Yeah, they're using him a lot for that. Man. Yeah. So I, I think that, uh, I mean, Oscar had a big sit-down with him right before the, yeah. the documentary. They got him. Uh, fared uh was released all right so coming up next we'll get to more baseball talk because our guy blake's going to join us again normally thursday but because we're at training camp just figured it'd be easier it's just hard to do phoners when we're on the road um because there's delay and it's just, it not, just doesn't sound it's right. not a good audio experience for you uh really more than well, anything else so here in the studio it's a lot easier so blake is going to join us we'll talk some baseball with him and we got big deal or no deal and then beto has a dealer's choice i'm assuming today oh, i do i mean you better Oh, okay. Well, yeah, the person in that seat has to have a dealer's choice. <laughs> Not all the time. Uh, but you know what they need? Waba Grill. I had that this afternoon after listening to Travis and Slee. That taco behind you looks good. Oh, it's back behind me. Oh, the Boom Boom Tacos. I didn't get that yet, but I got the Waba Grill New Asian-inspired tacos. Ooh. You know why? Because Travis and Slee were talking about it. Yes. Get your chicken, ribeye, steak, or shrimp. Visit your local Waba Grill location or order online and pick up at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill. Eat smart. Be healthy. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> so, Beto, thank you, Chris, ah, by the way. But Beto was talking about the episode of This Fool, and this is a song that was blasting, that yeah. the guy was blasting. It's called Hoy Platique Con Mi Gallo by Vicente Fernandez. May he rest in peace. But it really reminded me of, like, my dad when he was doing the yard work. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And it was like he had a beer in one hand on a Saturday morning. It was like yeah. sun's still not really out. And you're still hung over from QC's X's I mean, on your hand from Florentine Gardens. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo me portaba bien. No, you know I went I mean? to work. Dude, the best <laughs> is when you go out when you're young. Yeah. And you hear this music and you're like. Damn, the sun is coming out. Yeah. You're like, why is it so early? It's like noon. You're <laughs> like, oh, I just woke up really late. Oh, I'm on. No. Yeah, but this full of Hulu is pretty good this season. Huh? Yeah, it's it's good so far. Yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted to play that song. Yeah. I mean, the best is when I taught uh, Travis how to say Miguel. 
because he says it. You know, because in baseball terms or in boxing, guys are like, that's yeah. my guy, right? That's right, my, right. That's my, my guy. So Travis, every now and then, will throw it in there. That's me, Gallo, right? When I come in, I'm like, yeah, Trav, that's what's up, man. He does it right. You know, baseball guys always know, like, white baseball players always learn just enough Spanish, like, to deal with the pitchers, yeah. especially the catchers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the pitchers, they'll talk just enough, and you're like, damn, you speak Spanish? You're like, no, no, I speak baseball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just enough. That's why Travis knows what's up, man. Yeah. He does. Uh, I love it. Uh, let's talk to Blake. Blake Harris, our Dodger Ooh. insider. Do you speak enough Spanish? Uh, I should speak better Spanish than I do for taking it in high school and college and dating a uh, girl that speaks fluent Spanish. So, unfortunately, uh, very elementary level on my end. Gotcha. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. At Blake H. Harris. Uh, and, of course, his podcast, Inside the Ravine, wherever you find your podcast. And subscribe to the man's Substack because he's doing the Lord's work there. All right. We just heard from Andrew Friedman a few moments ago. We played the audio uh, post-trade deadline. You wrote about the uneventful trade deadline. Look, they filled some holes. There just wasn't any superstar movement. Beto and I were talking about it. There was a lot of competition, a lot of buyers, not a lot of sellers, right? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this, you know, the last couple of weeks. Now that essentially every team has a chance to make the wild card, the trade deadlines are just going to be a little less exciting than they are in normal years. I mean, I think for the most part at this point, there's maybe only six or seven teams that aren't even, you know, contending for our playoff spots. So it's going to be really tough moving forward to have teams that are selling guys that are worth buying. So given the circumstances, overall, I know it was kind of a boring trade deadline. I, I overall thought the Dodgers did a good job upgrading little by little at different positions. Blake, when you start looking at the Dodgers, and I was out there last week, and you see Friedman roaming around the, during batting practice, you didn't really expect them to make a big move, did you? After last week's moves, I kind of didn't. I thought that the Dodgers were just getting ahead of the game and trying to just fix holes at that point. But still in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what does he have up his sleeve? But, yeah, once the whole Nolan Arenado thing kind of officially came to an end, I thought that pretty much does it for that. If the Dodgers are going to make any sort of blockbuster move, it would be for Nolan Arenado. I know last week uh, George wasn't too happy about the idea I proposed about Justin Verlander, but – yeah, it turns out that, that that was a possibility. But, yeah, still at the end of the day, it sounds like that wasn't really actually going to happen for the Dodgers. So, yeah, again, it just goes to show it's not like in years past where you can pull off these blockbuster deals. And, honestly, I, I think that's okay. I, I think Dodgers fans should be okay with the Dodgers not making a sexy, you know, big splash because these are the kind of little moves where you might not think much of it. But I wouldn't be shocked in, a, in October if some of these guys they picked up, they turn out to be huge key contributors. All right. Let's look at the National League, look at the landscape. Obviously, Atlanta's great, but the greatness in the regular season, as we know, particularly from Atlanta's history, right, doesn't always translate to the World Series. doesn't mean that they're not the favorite uh, to come out of the National League, but strange things happen in the playoffs. We've seen that before. When you kind of look at the tail of the tape in the National League, where do you stack up the Dodgers right now? Yeah, I mean, you could even use the Dodgers last year as an example. One of the greatest regular season teams of all time, and they get bounced in the first round. Obviously, the Braves, they're the best record in all of baseball. Obviously, they're going to be the team that the Dodgers have to go through. And honestly, outside of the Braves, there just is not another team that at the moment really scares me. I know the Reds and the Brewers, they're kind of fighting for the lead in the NL Central right now. They're a couple games back at the Dodgers. The Phillies, Giants, and D-backs, they're all fighting for the wild card spots, but in a five-game series, the Dodgers should, you know, take those teams down. But, again, any, anything can happen in postseason baseball. But as of right now, I really think it's a two-team race between the Braves and the Dodgers in the National League. Blake, all right, looking forward to this weekend, right? San Diego. Yeah. Big, bigger for the players or the fans? It's definitely bigger for the fans. I mean, Dodgers fans, Padres fans. Maybe bigger for Cappy as well. I, I think he's probably going to have a little extra incentive this weekend. But it's going to be a fun series, four-game series. The Dodgers and Padres, I think, after this weekend, only play one more time. So these are huge games. For the Dodgers, you know, they're currently in the lead in the NL West. They're doing just fine. But this is a massive series for the Padres. They've been playing some really good baseball as of late, one of the better teams in July. And they're only a couple games out. I think they're four games out of the wild card right now. So mm-hmm. if the Padres have a good series, they could be right in the wild card hunt. But if the Dodgers take three or four or even sweep the four-game series, obviously there's a lot of baseball left to be played. But 
it really could end the Padres season this weekend if things go wrong for them. Who is a team that you look at in the playoffs that may not that you know maybe on the periphery at the moment or just barely in the wild card scenario that you would not want to face in the playoffs? Well, speaking of the Padres, I mean, I, I would not yeah. want the Dodgers to face them in the first yep. round after what happened last year because I know the Padres have underachieved this year, but like I just said, they've been playing better baseball than almost anyone over the last month, so that's not a team you want to face in a five-game series with their starting pitching. But outside of the Padres, I don't know how big of a, a one this is, but, George, this is one we kind of hinted at before the season began, and that's the D-backs because they've had the Dodgers number this year. They have a young team that's going to be hungry, and I know that Chase Field in Arizona, I, I've been to a playoff game there. When that place fills up, it is a loud environment, so that would be a tough place for the Dodgers to go and play. I, I feel like they'd pull up Padres and not let Dodgers fans buy tickets, but yeah, I, I think any, and honestly, any NL West team the Dodgers would have to face, uh, you know, they'd face them 13 times in the regular season, so they'd have a better scouting report than some of these other teams. What about these Giants? Oh, these Giants, it's just like a couple of years ago, and they just kept winning, and you're thinking, how are they doing this? I mean, mm-hmm. on paper, they have an okay team, but they're the leading the wild card race. It doesn't look like they're going to go anywhere, and I'm just blown away by what the Giants have done because this offseason you know, was a disappointment for them. They struck out on Judge, struck out on Correa, made a couple you know, little signings here and there. And things are just clicking for them. I think they're only a couple games back at the Dodgers as well. So, yeah, I think the Giants are legit. They're not going away. They have that matchup they had a couple years ago. So, yeah, these these NL West teams, with no offense to uh, the Colorado Rockies out there, but these NL West teams are tough this year. They are some good teams. So these next two months are going to be really, really exciting for the Dodgers as they have these teams right breathing down their throats. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to his Substack Inside the Ravine. and Or, sorry, his podcast Inside mm-hmm. the Ravine. The Substack is just the Blake Harris Substack, where I mentioned earlier he's doing the Lord's work there for the Dodgers. But – Big picture again, who are your biggest winners? Who are your biggest losers from the deadline? Well, I mean, the Astros, I guess Justin Verlander was, you know, the best piece that was available. The Astros get him. I I think they're now tied with the Rangers when it comes to the division. So overall, I I think the Astros are probably the biggest winner. And when it comes to biggest losers, I, I thought the Cincinnati Reds, honestly, they could have done a whole lot more. They're in first place right now. They have a lot of good prospects to get the job done. I thought that they were going to be a buyer. I thought they were going to pull off a, a trade for one of these you know, starting pitchers, but they kind of just stood back. They were kind of quiet, so I really thought they were going to do a lot more. So I probably have to say the Reds are a loser. But for the most part, again, just because there was, wasn't a whole lot of activity this deadline, it's really tough to give, uh, to, to give winners and losers for this. Blake, I uh, I was at the Dodger game on Sunday, and you know, unfortunately for Michael Grove, particularly those first three innings, it was either a strikeout or a home run. It felt like, um, so I, I could see why they like him because he's got some stuff. But then sometimes that stuff is uh, is a little too uh, a little electric too for the other side, right? Shelled. But Ellie De La Cruz, if if you if yeah, you're a Dodger geez. fan and you watched them this past weekend take on the Reds. Ellie De La Cruz is worth the price of admission every single time. Even if you only go to a select number of Dodger yeah. games a year, circle the Reds because that guy is so much fun to watch both in the field, when he's at the plate, he hit a home run, he had a couple singles, he went from first to home on one of those. Uh, uh, in three you know, steps. Yeah, it, it was incredible <laughs> to watch his speed, uh, his athleticism. He is as fun a player as I've seen in baseball in a really long time. Yeah, there's probably five to ten players in baseball where they are worth the price of admission. And Ellie De La Cruz, he, he's at the top of the list. One of my buddies from, from college, he's the broadcaster for uh, the AA Reds team in Dayton. And he told me a year ago when he was calling games saying, hey, I don't know when this kid's going to be called up, but remember the name Ellie De La Cruz? Because this is probably one of the greatest players I've seen in the minors firsthand. And he was right. He got to see it, and yeah, this kid is unbelievable. George, I don't know if you heard his post game from Sunday. Oh yeah, apparently he said uh, <laughs> Los Angeles is his home. Yeah, he was. He so, said uh, he was born here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Andrew Friedman, uh, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in three or four years when the Reds uh, are being cheap and they don't want to sign him, Andrew Friedman, he must have heard that. 
My God, he. Let me tell you something. He, if he was in a do, like, look, it's cool for the Reds to have them because yeah. I, I like having the Reds and like teams like the Orioles be good uh, yeah. with, with young teams but like you to watch. A, you need him in LA. But if he was in LA, oh my God, he oh, would yeah. be a gigantic superstar. I, I completely agree. Pair him with Mookie. Pair him with Freddie, and also pair him with Shohei as well while we're at it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, let's get another. <laughs> Blake H. Harris is where you find him on Twitter or X or whatever the hell we're calling it these days. We're still going to call it Twitter. Uh, follow him on Twitter there. Inside the Ravine is the podcast. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. And, of course, the Substack. Subscribe to that. He is doing the Lord's work there. Puts in an incredible amount of effort and thought into every single piece that he writes. So make sure you do you you do him a solid and get that subscription. And Harris highlights. College football is coming soon. There will be some Sedano highlights, hopefully, at some point during the season. Hey, if you need me to do a highlight tape of just your calls, I'm your guy. I'll hook you up with the highlights. It'll be your real. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, Blake, thank you, buddy, for stepping in on a Wednesday since we'll be at camp tomorrow. Hey, appreciate it as always, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week over right. there. Take care. There is Blake Harris. We love that kid. All right, Beto, big deal or no deal? Coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know what I'm supposed to say right now. You're supposed to go, take it away, Lindsay. All right. Well, George said just talk, so I'm going to talk. Um, <laughs> so what is this? Big deal or no deal? Oh, take it away, Christopher. Lindsay. No, 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 oh. what, no? Come on, Beto. Get it together. Let's try this again. All right. What am I supposed it's to say? It's big deal or no deal. Take it away, Lindsay. Oh, big deal or no deal. Take it away, Lindsay. Okay, anyway. Does that work? I'll start with one that is. Uh, oh, no. Can you do it again? Can you do it again? Go ahead. Yeah, you do it one more time. All right. All right. Uh, 6.30 in LA. Time for big deal or no deal. Take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Beto. Woo! Producer man. All right, so over the last couple of days, there was a pretty unexpected phenomenon in the NFL involving retirements. Three players in their 20s, including a former first-round pick and a rookie fullback, all decided to retire within 24 hours of each other. And now it looks like there will be another player joining them in their retirement in their 20s. 27-year-old running back Jalen Hurd, who signed with the Patriots last week, is ending his comeback before it ever even got started. So is the number of young players ending their NFL careers seemingly prematurely a big deal or no deal, Beto? All right, I need more context from here. Okay. They're retiring, like, how many years in? Well, one of them is a rookie fullback. Okay. Uh, he is Monty the Mullet Potabom. Okay. He was signed by uh, Pittsburgh, and he was an undrafted free agent following, you know, this year's draft, and he was going to compete for the fullback position on the team. Okay. But I guess he went to a training camp, and then he decided, you know what? I'm going to retire before my NFL career has even started. Okay. Um, Interesting. I don't think it's that big of a deal because, like, a lot of times you need to realize that this phase of your life is done. Like, you've been playing Pop Warner, you've been playing high school, you've been playing college, and you get to the NFL, it is grown men ripping your head off and you got to read the writing on the wall. Like yesterday, Kurt Morrison was on with you guys. He talked about how on Late Night with Laura on his podcast, or her podcast. Uh, Let's bear it all. That's not the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, different. Di- Late Night with Laura is on it's Instagram. Different. You know I'm what? Sorry. I was trying to give you some kind of credit. No, pero give it the right. No, sorry, pero. No, the right sorry, sorry. Okay, no, pero. Let me rephrase that. Yesterday, I heard Kurt Morrison on the show talking Thank about you. how he I went on a better. podcast and he said on that said podcast that you're only a football player for a short amount of time. And then you still have the rest of your life to figure out. So I'm not really too surprised. And like, if you're a rookie, or if you're in your second year, and you're just gonna get beat up, 
and the incentive isn't there for you? Well, that was his first year. There's also like the defensive end from the Saints. Uh, he's 25, yeah. and he was drafted by the Jets in the third round in 2020. Well, he was waived by the Jets back in September, and then he was on the Seahawks practice squad, and then he got signed by the Saints. He was hoping to make the team, but he went to camp, and he was just like, you know what? I guess this isn't for me after all, and yeah. he decided to retire, and he's only 25. Yeah, I mean, if you realize that you're not going to make it, then let me retire before I get cut. I don't know. Wouldn't you at least try to like keep going until you got cut? Yeah, but if you no. don't have that desire in you, I mean, believe me, there's a lot of times where I'm like, I'm ready to do- be done and just go be a young flannel in Cancun and start bartending, bro. Like, I'm ready to quit, move on. Because when you've been doing something for the whole life, a lot of these athletes, too, they don't love playing sports. Right. They do it just because they they're, they're so talented. Yeah, at or yeah. they're just big monster guys. Also, Sony Michelle, like a lot of people would say his retirement was premature. Yeah, but no? Sony, got, he took a beating, too, and he made some money, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. It is a big deal because I think it, you know... It, I, I think that football will always have the microscope on it because of that, because yeah. of the injuries, because of the way your body is battered uh, in that particular sport. And the other part of the equation is this. I mean, think about it. Like, your body is battered because you are literally, and this is what doctors say, colliding for a living. It's like going through, like, if you're like a lineman, uh-huh. okay, or a tailback or a linebacker, you're getting into 20 car accidents every game. Like, that's yeah. the equivalent of what you're going through and putting your body through every Let alone game. what you do during the week. Right. And if you're a guy, like like when Calvin Johnson, the re- receiver, retired in his prime, like, that's a big deal, I think. Yeah. Barry Sanders Barry did the Sanders, same thing. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. Like, that's more of a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy that recently retired and he, like, turned around and started selling Pokemon cards and uh, made, like... Blake Martinez yes. from uh, the Raiders. And he made yeah. more money selling Pokemon cards. Didn't he play in cards. Nebraska? Uh, Stanford guy. Oh, Stanford. He's from, you know, Stanford yeah. guys are different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he was also one who, the story in The Athletic about it, he was just, his knees were shredded. Who was the Nebraska Martinez? Taylor Martinez. Taylor Martinez. He's actually from Corona. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Shout out. What's next, Lindsay? All right, so Drake has reportedly become the first rapper in U.S. history to earn over $5 million in a single arena concert. Jeez. He amassed $5.032 million each night at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. from July 28th to 29th for his and 21 Savage's It's All a Blur Tour. Mm-hmm. Overall, Drake reportedly pocketed over $10 million in revenue and sold over 34,300 tickets during those two nights. Is this a big deal or no deal, George? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when you talk about the unprecedented nature of it, is absolutely a big deal i don't think there's any doubt about that yeah it's huge and lens i inquired about drake at crypto i didn't go do the hey king i didn't ask stephanie for free ones right i did like hey how much can i do these cost for the staff like you know i work here how much is the cost for us the staff oh no 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 mm-hmm. that's Tell the discounted rate uh like how much is face value it, it's, it was I'm like, like eight hundred bucks, right? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't the face value. It's cheaper for the staff. That's crazy. But oh my They're god, ridiculous. Okay, Lynn, you know how much I make to do a show here? Yeah. I couldn't afford one ticket. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And that's the staff get in ticket price. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. So obviously a lot. I asked too. I know. I asked. A lot more expensive than. By the way, speaking of tickets, we're all going to the Browns uh, Rams game. Just so you guys know. No. Are we're we? When game. is that? It's not until, like, uh, December. Oh, if it was any other day. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, okay? We're going. If you guys are around, we're going. Rams. I had the Rams schedule here. Let, 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 come on, you got to remember this. If we ain't getting paid, we don't want to go. Listen, Cappy's going to get us the hookup, though, because oh, remember oh, his old... Oh, yeah, good luck oh, with Cappy. Okay. Yeah, right. His roommate. Yeah, no, sure. he had the hookup last time. Remember his roommate? He's is, not uh, taking you, though. I saw his Del Mar delegation. Right. Those people all glom right. onto him. I mean, He's listen, not gonna know you. Sunday, December 3rd. Third, nah, busy. Come on, let's go. It'll well, be, no. I mean, what's? I mean, that you guys are already bailing on me for the Guardians game in a couple weeks. The you guys Gardos? can't go to that. Yeah, you can't. Go oh, see but the our Gardos. guy from uh, Paul's Verdes is pitching. Oh man. Yeah, I know. When is that though? It's the weekend of the Tallahassee. The, the day of the eighth. It's uh, the uh, golf tournament. The golf tournament. Yes. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'll be gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, December third, Lynn. I just don't want to watch football unless I'm getting paid. Sorry. What if we get? Yeah, it's so much easier to watch from home. Oh, absolutely! And just like you watch every game. I know it is, but I haven't been to a game there yet. Well, then go. You go. I know, but I want you guys to go. You know, okay, Cleveland friends. 
Lance, not here. When I can connect you. I have a friend who's a huge Browns yeah, fan really? from Cleveland. I'll call Bernie Kozar. We'll I, get you in. Yeah, oh, Bernie's going to be there. I, trust I, me. I will at least connect you with the Cleveland people. How about Lins, that that I know? When we go on our taco tour of East LA, this we'll find you. you two Latinos to go with you, all yeah. right? There you go. We will go with you. Yeah. That'll be easy. But no, because we gotta, I want them to be a Browns We'll find you a Beto and Jorge, too. Don't worry. They'll turn into Browns fans. Free, fool. I got you. Yeah, East LA, you good. December 3rd. Uh, Lynn's busy that day. Sorry. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. Of course. It's yeah. also, you know, it's like the day after the conference championship games. Like, mm. I don't know. Well, it's like, George that, and I, that's actually like my first weekend where I can actually just be home. Because I won't be work. Well, no, because unless I do, well, I could do a game on radio. That's yeah. very possible. So it, there's at least the first chance in what the entire. What if they give you that game on the radio? Then we'll go. Right. If, we'll I'm, if I'm doing that game, then we'll go. Lynn's. <laughs> you know, because you could, you could be in the suite with the suite. We broadcast out of a suite. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Lynn's. Then, right, then I'm is. invited, right? Yes. Lynn, I don't have to rely on Hey King. No matter what, with or without us, Rams home game, my boy Rosal does a fantastic tailgate. You know him. Yeah. You met him last I year. I like Rosal. He has a cool fantastic tailgate with a bunch of illegal tents that he stole from somewhere, right? Yeah. That way it doesn't have I'll his be name there on it. The 17th of right September. Right there. Yeah. Rosal's tailgate at Rams. Got you, Lynn. You're yeah. good. Beto, by the way, if I end up doing like a back to back, are you in with me? Absolutely. Like a college game, NFL game Sunday? I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. There you go. You know, I was once a spotter for high school football. So just saying, if Beto can ever not go, you know. Uh, well, it's kind of complicated, Lens. You got to stand next to Georgia's side. You got to know. A he before. prefers cologne, not perfume. You got to. Okay. College it, is tough, too. Yeah, and it, oh, it's four hours, too. It's man. a long game. And then you got to make sure that the water that you bring to George mm. is room temperature, not <laughs> bubbling. Yeah. And then you got to fan him. Oh, no, it's a whole ordeal. You got to sit and coach and carry his bags while he's up in first class. Well, at least that will be in TV <laughs> yeah. booths, though. Yeah. In TV booths. Now we're going to be in TV booths, though. No, but the, the flight, when, you, when his luggage gets like, through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year, the radio booths were tough. The oh, TV booths, now we got like a yeah. whole, we got a lot of space Dude. in there. You said there was no heat in one of them, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, you weren't there. No, it was Oregon. Cold. Yeah, yeah, it was really cold. Yeah, yeah. By the way, before I go on to the next one, we do have to go to a game at Ra- at the Raiders Stadium. We do need to go to a Raiders the Roomba? Stadium. I'll go. I'll go to a Raider game if we like I need to go to a game I there mean, because it's such a spectacle like you it's better just, wear a Raider jersey I mean I want to go I, want, I like the Raiders I like yeah. the Raiders Chola right Raiders here. More I rather see the Raiders win than the Rams because you know the Rams won like you know we love the Rams you're on 710 we, do, <laughs> we do we do we love the Rams but you know what let's I don't know you know I mean, Russell's got you you're good all right so next one here What's Mattel next? is hiring a chief uno player who will be paid Wait, almost who, who? Mattel, oh, like okay. the, the, company, the game the toy company. Maker, yeah. They're hiring a chief Uno player who will be paid nearly $300 an hour to promote a new game. At four hours a day, four days a week, across a four-week period, the New York City-based job would pay a total of about $18,000. Its main task is to promote Uno Quattro, a variation of the original card game, which involves trying to match four in a row using plastic tiles on a grid. Mm. Uh, Mattel is searching for someone who will star in live streams and play the new game with influencers. They'll also have to be friendly and willing to ask strangers to play the game while teaching them in an engaging way. So not really a big deal, but still kind of cool. And who doesn't love Uno? But what game did you guys love to play growing up? <laughs> let me, let me, I, Uno I, was definitely one. I know George's answer. From Miami. What? Dominoes. Dominoes for sure. Double six? I don't know. No, how to wait. The double, double nine. nine. <laughs> double you want to insult somebody from Miami? Say double six. Double six. <laughs> That's a child's game. Amateur. Come on. I'm not even wasting here. a cortadito on that. No. <laughs> You're playing double six. You know, yeah, it's like kindergarten. Man. That's like playing single A baseball. That's what are you talking best. about? You say double six to a Cuban from Miami and they give you the worst look Please. about that. Oh. Do like, you even know that, how to count? That yeah, seriously, <laughs> you can't do double nine game. Like, what the hell's wrong your with you? Your hands are not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Beto? What was your game? Um, uh, well, like we didn't have any board games at home. By the way, the fights, Loteria. the fights in the domino games, double nine with the tios. Oh yeah, out of control. Uh, yeah, I've seen enough uh, little Havana arguments out of control yeah i would love to do a 710 domino tournament i just don't know if people are into that they don't know how to play yeah they don't know how to play they can't count to nine well we'd do six you know make it easier play one hand behind your back i won't play (laughs) um but i do remember uh we had a game of life at home Oh, I love that game. Oh, Monopoly too. Yeah. I played Monopoly. Connect Four. I loved Connect Four as a kid. I can see you arguing with that. Four. So me and my sisters, Gloria and Annette, we would fight over that, right? Mm-hmm. It just no matter because we were eighteen months apart and like you know Mexican twins. So we were like, 
fighting all the time over the game of life because it's the one that had that little spinner thing, right? Yeah. In the middle. So we would fight and then have that, that little green one where you go over the hill. Mm-hmm. Like, wee! We play after that on church on Sundays. But then the game I played a lot in high school was spades. That's a good game right there. I don't know how to play yeah. spades. Spades. That's I can't a, believe you didn't play Loteria. That was like mine growing nah, up. Nah, like, we, we're using the beans to eat. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my brother when he played the game of life he would always think it was hilarious to put his wife you know you get the card where it's like you get married yeah. and he'd put his wife in the back seat and he always thought that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> is he married now yes oh. he is. He is. he's married now baby just turned five months today oh yeah shout out that's SJ. all baby. right yeah so that's a uh, big deal or no deal all right all right each and every day at 6 30 all right dealer's choice i have one if you don't have yeah, one. yeah please i don't know what to do yeah i have a dealer's choice and I, it's actually, I'm going to need your help, though. I'm going to, I'll lead you in the right direction. Though. All right. So we'll have that dealer's choice coming up in just a second. All right. Hopefully tomorrow I'll have a good dealer's choice for you because we're going to go to Rams training camp. Get your tickets now to join me and Jorge tomorrow. Uh, plus Mason and Kirk on Saturday and Travis and Kirk on Sunday at UC Irvine. Get your free tickets now. You need a ticket to get in. Go to the Rams.com slash training camp. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I like how you guys use that song now. Yeah, it's a singer. cool like uh, it's a good one opening segment song. Yeah, I dig. It's a little Silver Bullet Band. Mm-hmm. And then we do uh, Calm Down at the end because Cappy needs to calm down. <laughs> He's been on fire lately, man. This guy needed a man. Está loco, dude. You needed a break from him. Oh my god. Laura needed a break from him because Laura, like today, I'm looking at Laura. Her hand is nowhere near the dump button. Yeah. Usually, it's like. When you look, because I listen back on the on the app, I'm mm-hmm. like, "Hey, did Laura have to? Oh, did well, there's a big delay now? Oh, okay, oh, Cappy, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, and him going after Pepe the other day. What the heck? Yeah, like have some respect for Pepe, a distinguished gentleman. Respeto, yo, like you, like Cappy doesn't know that there's lines and boundaries. Like you don't ask people certain questions, especially when he tells you, "Hey, enough! Like don't ask anymore." And yeah. like. He's still going on with that. Yeah. Shout out to Pepe. He doesn't know. He doesn't know when to stop. It's he always extras. No tiene gobierno. Es un equivocado. Yes. So, Beto, I have a dealer's choice today. Yeah, I'll give but, one tomorrow. But I feel like you can help me with this one because I, I it's actually my th- idea, but it's gonna you're, you're going to help carry this because you know this better than anyone. And it's we were talking a lot of college football uh, at, at points during the show today and, you know, joking about how you and I are hitting the road for the next few months. Um, but... The crazy thing is, I you know, I started following because of you, and I got to meet him, uh, Danny Hernandez, who's the QB guru whisperer here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And, man, there's a lot of kids in Southern California going quarterbacks. Yes. Particularly going all over the country. It's no longer just, hey, big name Bryce Young is going to Alabama. It is quarterback X is going to Florida International. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like that's a Division One program in Conference USA. And they're, they're coming here to California to pluck kids. Conference USA is getting kids from here. Like the, the quarterback, high school quarterback play in this state is better than anywhere in the country. And it's not even close, it feels like, mm-hmm. at the moment. There's a kid that uh, lives by Cappy and Carlsbad, Julian Sayan. Oh, my God. He's, he's yeah. a stud. Stud. Danny trains him. Yeah. He's going down to Alabama. That's an Alabama commit. Right. So that the quarterback, it, it's people say, hey, my kid's going to be this star. Right. But now in this era of where you can play basketball early on, you can specialize early on, soccer going on. Like, you know, Dennis Rodman's daughter is with Team USA. And, right. You know, Cappy talks about how his daughter played against her. But Danny has these quarterbacks where they're not, elite D1 guys, but this is the thing that parents need to do. They need to realize what level their kid is at. So, hey, my kid is not going to be Big Ten. He's not going to be SEC. But damn it, if I can get him at Louisville, if I can get him at uh, you know Utah State, you're still getting a degree. And you're going to a D1 school. And like I got to pay my – like my son's going to go play at D3. Right. right. So he's getting academic scholarship. This Saturday, I got to pay my first 
tuition right. for college, yeah. which is crazy, but it's not that much because yeah. academically he did a great job, Mattel did, forget the money. Right. But you got to figure out where you could fit in. And right now, some of these kids are like studs, yeah. like these eighth graders that are like six, three, six, four. Like, what are they feeding these kids? And particularly at that position, it has become. And look, in Europe, this has happened forever. Yes. Right. We, you know, we were talking about Lionel Messi, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks. Because, oh. you know, they're playing again tonight in one of those, um, you know, uh, MLS Liga um, uh, MX games. Yeah. Right. Um, so they. You know, but he was plucked as a child, right? Yep. And look, we've seen some of those child prodigies. The academy stuff. Right, right. They, right. In Europe, academies and in South America, academies, particularly for soccer, right? Yep. Um, and we've seen some child prodigies, Tiger Woods, right? LeBron, A-Rod, et cetera. Especially in golf. But, like, we've seen a few of those. But it's a normal thing in Europe, particularly with right. soccer, Right. So and Luka Doncic in the NBA yeah. was one of those guys. Barcelona, right? Slovenia to Barcelona as a as a teenager. Yep. So, so here, what's your question? Are you doing this to Mateo? No, I'm not. I'm I'm just no. I'm just marveling. Oh, particularly, okay, okay. Uh, no, you crazy? I thought you had Mateo ready to go to quarterback camp. No, 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 no. I mean, no. he had day camp. You yeah. know, change your diaper. Yeah, yeah. And then now you go to quarterback no, 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 camp. No, no, no. That's I, what parents do. It was really <laughs> just marveling. Oh, yeah. at the the training of the specialization yeah. at that quarterback position and a guy like Danny does such a great job of getting these young men opportunities and it's not just the power five schools it's it's the group of five schools too and these college these kids here in California they play that position it's so sophisticated what they learn here in this state, yeah. particularly from a guy like that, but at their schools as well, about how to play that position, read defenses at a young age, it, they're so far ahead of all the other areas of the country that it allows them to kind of spread the wealth to different parts of the country in Power Five and Group of Five. And there's uh, so much training available too. So you have Danny, who has the college industry, but before that was Steve Clarkson, right. who had it here right. Air 7. Then uh, I think you guys were talking to Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson, day. his dad, was exactly. doing Elite, he invented Elite 11. Elite yeah. 11 uh, right. for Mission Viejo. And like these quarterbacks, they get all kinds of training now. But you got to be careful if you're that parent of, my kid's going to do this. Like, okay, now also, Danny also stresses a lot of kids like, hey, play baseball. Yeah. Hey, play, play other sports. Do that. You yeah. can specialize as a quarterback, but also do other stuff to help yeah. you out. There's a kid that he has named Marcos Davila. I met him. Um, kid lives in uh, where they did Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, oh, Odessa, or Odessa Texas. Okay. Yes. Kid is going to Purdue. Right. And big old lumbering quarterback, 6'4", Mexican, good old cowboy yeah, kid. Yeah. Then he's like, hey, this kid needs to box. Right. So I put him together with a kid named Michael Dutchover who used to box for us at Thompson. He's now a trainer in, in, Mid in Midland. The kid has been working on his footwork by boxing. Right. And he's like, this is the best hit because for so long he's only been quarterback, quarterback, right. quarterback. Right. And now he's actually on his toes doing things. Right. And the coach is like, whoa, you look like a different person. Oh, you lost a weight. Hey, you're more flexible. Right. So do multiple sports. Yeah. But that's why I thought you were going to do this with Mateo because, you know, no, so, no. some of the. I can't do it. But he's they, four years old. It doesn't matter. Some of these parents. At, dude, there's six and six U travel ball baseball. For soccer, yeah, that, that's also crazy. That's also so you have to yeah, understand. That's too little, too insane. Like, Troy Lake in the circle of trust. Yeah, his daughter and mine are on the same club soccer team. Okay, but we're not elite. We understand where our kids are at. Like, let the kids go have fun with it. But the facilities and the training that these kids get, there's a. I had my son going to work out with this guy named Sip, a TNT facility in San Dimas, six a.m. workouts. The dude had uh, guys just come out of the combine going to the NFL. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he had his high school kids working there. Yeah, and the. The ones who worked out the best, most impressive, were the high school females. Right. They were the soccer and the softball players. Right. George, it's lovely to see how the females are also getting the resources for this and going and finding abilities to go and go out there. Yeah. Like, and you see them going to play for Team USA or going to dominate the World Cup or everything else like that. So it's just fun to watch these kids grow. And I know Cappy talks about that, yeah. too, because some of the kids that his daughters played against or some of his neighbors have gone on to yeah. play in the major league, like Mickey Boniak for the uh, Angels. So, when you look at this, you're like, damn. At the same time, though, parents, let the kid be Let him have kid. fun, man. Like, let them have fun. Believe me, I've been trying to sign Mattel to an NIL deal. George isn't letting me do it. I'm yeah. trying to sign Mattel to a, <laughs> I want to be his agent. I'm going to be cheap, too. 30%. Mattel can get 30%. <laughs> it, it is funny as we watch them play like coach pitch in the summer. And it's like one of these things where and it's the summertime, so it's not the spring ball. So, you have like... You're playing the same team every week, basically, yeah. at that age group, right? Yeah. At four and five years old, because there's just not enough kids to play multiple teams. Um, but it's funny, as I've now watched that age group, you could tell right away 
which kids are going to be athletic yeah. or not. Not that they're going to be good or bad at baseball, just but athletic. that they just are athletic yeah. in one way, shape, or form. And the ones who aren't, you can tell right away, too. <laughs> and it's I, I also think it's adorable. Like, I feel for the parents sometimes because I get it. Like, sometimes kids don't want to do these things, yeah. right? Especially T-ball. I saw this one kid, like, this poor kid, he would. He was like sitting in the middle of the field, but it was like a hazard. Like I told the coach, <laughs> oh, I told, I, you know, I'm out, it's T-ball. And yeah, like, you're the first base coach. Right. So I'm there and I was like, I was flagging him. I'm like, bro, he's sitting down. I'm like, I don't want to go up to him because I'm not the coach. You know what I mean? And oh, on the other team? No, on, on, on his, on, on our team. Oh, your own team. <laughs> right. But I don't, I don't want to like, like, so he was like, Hey buddy, you know, if you want to sit down, that's fine. But you got to sit over there, like, you know, the bench area or whatever. Um, you know, if you're tired, it's yeah. all good. Cause it was hot. Like I get it. Yeah. But yeah. And like, there's just some kids, that kid, when he hit, he got to the base first base. He sat again. Hey. Like hey, 60 feet is far. Yeah. It's it far. It is. He was walking. <laughs> he didn't too. have a nap. He was walking. You know? uh, the days of Buttermaker showing up with the martini. Nah. There was another does. kid who like was his poor dad is doing everything he can to try to help. And I was I again I feel for the parent. The dad, the kid's like, I don't want to play anymore. Oh no. <laughs> you know, and and t- but now but you know what? That was the first week. By week three, he likes it now. Okay. Now he's at least like more interested. You know what I mean? Uh. So it's why you have to. As a parent, it's a delicate dance with yeah. kids, right? Like you gotta, you gotta know when to push the button and when to not push the button, you yeah. know. So like, it, it is, but it's funny to watch kids at that a, age. That's why I'm jealous of you because you have Mateo. Like the other day, you posted on your uh, social how you guys had the game, right? Then you're at, at what, Starbucks, Starbucks, 10, 10 yeah. a.m. Yeah, you, and going Target. to Target. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, damn, that was just a couple of years ago for me. Yeah, and that's like enjoy those moments, man. Oh man, fly. no doubt, no they doubt. They fly way, no doubt. And I appreciate so. the early games. Oh, at 8 a.m. games are the Yes. Yeah. Because the parents are still quiet. And yes. And you're right. They're probably a little, you know, a little headache from the day before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they yeah. yelling at referees at AM games. Yeah. Well, you're not getting a lot of yelling at referees in T-ball games, though, for us. Uh, give it time. Yeah. No, it'll come later, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but it's it, it is funny. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it, it is wild though. As I've watched it happen, like yeah. you can see, because you know I'm so used to working in pro sports, yeah, even yeah. in college sports. Like these guys are the best of the best, and these ladies are the best of the yeah. best, right? But when you're watching that age, you could just see like who's got it right away. Yeah, and you're like, whoa! Like there were a couple of kids that Mateo's played with, and I'm like, whoa! That yeah. kid is for sure gonna play have baseball. You, uh, you around, could just see it right away. Have natural. you been around where like some of your friends are like, oh, hey, you work? Oh. They find out that somebody, one of the dads, played pros or yeah. played in college. Yeah. Oh, how much for the lessons? Like, what lesson? He's five. Right. Roll the ball to your kid. Play. Yeah. You play catch yeah, play with your catch. kid. Listen, I. It's funny. I actually, I've had these conversations over the years, even before I had kids, right? With like guys who played, and they're like, dude, until they're at least eight years old, you don't even want to just play with them. Yeah. Just yeah. play catch. Yeah. Like have let them have fun. As always, eight. once they're eight or nine, then you could that st- they could actually like comprehend stuff. Then yeah. you have like, like my you sister, uh, the bougie sister, was like all. Oh, trying to figure things out. And I was like, look, ask your kid what kind of snacks you got today. That's all that matters. He's six. Bro, the snacks is the biggest part of the day every yeah. single time. Step out. it up. Yeah. Step your game up. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're done here. Beto, excellent work. I'll see you tomorrow yes, down in Irvine. I'll bring a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It could be hot. Yep. It was nice one day, and then it got a little hot the last couple of days. So, uh, Laura, excellent work. Lindsay, excellent work. Great to have you back as well. We'll see you tomorrow in Irvine. Laura, we will hear you tomorrow as we're in Irvine. You'll be nice in the air conditioned and we'll be uh, you know, yeah. schwitzing as Cappy likes to say. LAFC is up next. Shout out to Mario Ruiz and the crew and Dave Denholm and everybody who's going to be out there. Uh, we got LAFC and Juarez tonight here on your home of LAFC. 710 ESPN. Have a great night. See ya.